Om Namo Narayanaya, welcome back. We are reading the Maha Upanishad. Today we're delving into part 6. This is the final part. I don't know if I want to read the whole thing in this one video or not. We'll kind of see how the time is going and see how it flows. Giving up the deeply felt and seductive glamour consisting in imagination of empirical life, you remain what you really are, O sinless one. Supportively roam the world. By means of the trenchant and creative thought, I am a non-agent in all contexts, there remains but the perception of sameness called supreme immortality. In regard to all elaborations of pain due solely to one's sense of agency, there remains but sameness when one's mental constructions dwindle away. This sameness amidst all emotional moods is the status grounded in truth. Anchored in it, the mind is no more reborn. Sage, renouncing all forms of agency and non-agency and abolishing the mind, you remain what you really are. Be steadfast. Steadfast in the final stability. Give up the very tendency to renunciation. Giving up everything together with its cause, the dichotomy between spirit and mind, lightness and darkness, etc., the latent impressions and what generates them, as well as the vibrations of the vital breath, be you skylike with a stilled intellect. Having totally wiped out from the heart the massive rows of latent impression, one who remains free from all anxiety is the liberated, is the supreme deity. I have seen all that is worth seeing. Through delusion have I wandered in all the ten directions of space, for the ignorant who roams through reasoning the regions of empirical existence, the latter shrinks into the dimensions of a cow's hoof. In the body, with its ins and outs, up and down, and in the regions between here and there, there is the self. There is no world that is not the self through and through. There is nothing which I am not. There is nothing which is not that through and through. What more do I want? All things are essentially being and spirit pervaded by that. All this is indeed Brahman. All this extended reality is the self. I am the one and this is another. Give up this delusion, O sinless one. The superimposed objects cannot possibly be in the eternal, extended, and undivided Brahman. There is neither sorrow, delusion, old age, nor birth. What in reality is there only that exists? Always be calm, experiencing things as they occur, and entertaining no desire whatsoever. Neither shunning nor grasping, be always calm. Flawless cognition swiftly fly to him who finds himself in his last birth, just as pure pearls lodge themselves in the best bamboo. This example has been offered to suit best those who develop dispassion. The certitude of joy of cognition results from intimate contact of the perceiver and the object. We duly meditate on that stable self, manifest in the truth of oneself, the source of the joy of cognition. Giving up the seer's perception and the object together with latent impressions, we duly meditate on the self that manifests itself first as perception. We duly meditate on the eternal self, the illumination of all lights that occupies the middle ground between the is and the is not. Discarding the Lord who reigns in the heart, those who run after some other god are in fact seeking a gem after casting away the Gastuba already in their possession. 
As Indra smites mountain peaks with his thunderbolt, so should one strike, with the rod of discrimination, those adversaries in the form of sense organs, both active and passion. In the evil dream, seen in the night of empirical life, in this empty illusion of the body, everything experienced as the extended delusion of empirical life is impure. In childhood one is stupefied by ignorance, in youth one is vanquished by women. In that period that remains, one is worried by one's wife. What can one, the meanest of men, accomplish? Unreality hides on the top of existence, ugliness on the top of things lovely, pains ride on the top of pleasures. What single entity may I resort to? Even those men pass away on the closing and opening of whose eyes depends world's disasters or prosperity. Of what account are folk like my humble self? Empirical life is said to be the very limit of sufferings. When one's body has slipped into its depth, how can pleasure be one? I am awake, I am awake. Here is the wicked thief who has been pestering me, that being my mind. I shall destroy him. I have long been under assault. Don't be depressed. Seek not to seize what is fit only to be eschewed. Giving up ideas of both rejection and seizure, remain rooted in what is neither to be rejected nor seized. Be wholly firm. The knower rid of things to be rejected or seized has, without latent impressions, qualities such as freedom from desire and fear, conation and action, eternity, equality, wisdom, gentleness, certitude, steadfastness, amiability, contentment, charity, and soft-spokenness. With the sharp needle of penetrating intelligence, tear up the net cast by the fisherwoman of craving in the waters of transmigratory life, a net made of cords of variegated thoughts, even as a strong wind scatters the vast net of clouds, then abide in the vast status as immutable Brahma. Cleaving the mind with the mind itself as one does a tree with an axe and attaining the holy status at once, be steadfast. Standing or moving, sleeping or walking, dwelling in a place, flying aloft or falling down, inwardly, sure that all this is but unreal, is true all clinging. If you depend upon this objective world, you have a mind and are in bondage. If you reject the objective world, you have no mind. You are liberated. We're going to pause there. Verse 35. This uh, bit repeats so much of what we've heard before in the Maha Upanishad. This, is the, the, I sh this should be called the Upanishad of liberation because it's telling us to, to not cling to all this, this around us. Don't don't cling to um, you know this this cup of coffee. Even though you know the cup of coffee is supposedly part of Maya, and mm, it tastes so good, it's just an illusion. Be liberated from this, and from liberation you will find true liberation. You will find that true essence of life that is eternal and immovable, and that is God. It's, it's essentially the greatest goal I think any of us could ever desire on this plane. Um, you know, outside of maybe knowing God or knowing ourselves better, it's, it's, just, it's just giving us, here is, here is the greatest goal for your life. Is it easy? No. Is it easier said than done? Oh, absolutely. Was it easy when this book was written? No. 
is it easier today? I think it's probably worse than ever. Can't go out into the wilderness and survive as a begging monk anymore if you don't live in India. And if I did away with all this around me and I lived on the street, I might be put in jail as a vagrant. <laughs> I might starve to death. Um, I'm not going to be able to just sit on the corner and meditate. I'm going to be with chunkies and flunkies and, and druggies. and It's not good. It's not good. Well, where I live, there's a huge homeless population. And it, it, there's problems. You can't, you can't, you can't do what this book says on some level because this world has entrapped us. Um, it's just, you know, I have to have a job in order to pay for the camera in order to share this stuff with you. <laughs> it's, it's such a catch-22. I, I wrote to a, I wrote to a Swami the other day and I said, you know, according to one of the scriptures um, that he, he was sharing in some talk, women should stay home or have more traditional roles according to Vedic teachings. And I said, if my girlfriend stayed home, we'd lose our apartment because I would eventually run out of money paying for everything because my income's okay, but there's only so much money and we certainly wouldn't be able to save up to buy a house someday. And, you know, we would have to go with less. So she would sit at home and maybe be bored. And he goes, yeah, I understand. But use the essence of this as a guide and do what you can do to find spiritual space in your life or make your life a spiritual space and some weird balance between this material world, you know, and the non-material world. It's a tough one. I know. It's a tough one. And everyone has a different way of, of finding that space. I don't know. In the next video, we will close out the Mahaupanishad. I thank you for watching this. Uh, where are we at? 12 videos this will be, which is so far on this channel the longest Upanishad that I've read, but I don't think it'll be the last long one. Um, so thoughts, comments, all that stuff down below. On anything that I've read or anything that I've said is all welcome as we all grow together and we learn together and we find together how to find that spiritual space. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare.